da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you serious? It's showtime. Well, the time is finally here, MamFam, VIPs, and uh, Richard and Brian, for the long-awaited sequel that we've all been waiting up at night, waking up every morning, first thing we think about is, boo, Medea 2, when we're finally <laughs> going to get a sequel to Bad Moms, and luckily last week we did, and we can finally uh, that come out discuss week? our Bad Moms, oh, Bad Moms Christmas, bro, come on! I thought it came out at Christmas, no, no. how dare you? Of course not, of course not. <laughs> Get with the times, bro. It came out in October, of course. I, October 31st. <laughs> everyone should know the five minutes before we started recording, we all got the giggles about something that cannot be repeated on this podcast. Right. So uh, if we're extra laughy for the first 30 minutes, that's why. And we apologize. But uh, I don't. I, I don't <laughs> apologize at all. I didn't know. I seriously thought that was months away. Month away. No. Nope. All Christmas movies are required to come out. Yeah, you got to you got to make very sure very early November. That's you got to make sure it's out of theaters by Christmas. Right. So you don't want to <laughs> you don't want it lingering. Have anyone on Christmas Eve like looking for a Christmas movie to watch? Right. You know, you got to right. make sure there absolutely there's a there's a mummy movie coming out or something like that. Too. Speaking of, yeah, we got we got we got some news for that um in movie news tragic. But uh, tragic we're news. we're recording together tonight. Yay! Um, this rarely happens. It really happens. Multiple legal matters, contractual right. obligations. We are mediation and such. We're going. What do either of those words mean? <laughs> no idea. Oh, I'm yeah, not a business called person. You out, called you out. On it. Yeah. Logistics, synergy, synergy. <laughs> we, like a box. automation. We are uh, meeting tonight due to the occasion of doing a little bonus episode after this. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, if you're on the regular feed, um, you're going to want to refresh. Maybe today we'll probably release in the same time as this one. Mm. Um, Stranger Things. We're talking that finally. Mm. Um, everyone hopefully has had a chance to see Stranger Things two now, yep. and uh, it's been about a week, two weeks since it's come out, and so hopefully I everyone is finally still through. Still haven't it seen and, Stranger Things one. Yeah. But. <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned for Richard's insight uh, coming up next. But uh, that'll be fun too. So check that out. Um, but before we talk the movie news, rumors, rumblings, stuff, Brian, shout the people out yo vips uh if you don't know what i'm about to do you need to go to our website madaboutmoviespodcast.com hit the patreon link or the donate link whichever one you want to choose uh you can head over to patreon join our vip club uh you will get access to some awesome exclusive audio throwbacks that we do thrice monthly you guys like that word that's pretty solid uh thrice monthly plus bonus episodes plus a shout out on the air and all kinds of other shenanigans and such uh so here's our here's a shout out to the following fantastic human beings who have joined our vip club over the last few weeks madison browder hello madison cyrus cyrus christensen i wish my name was cyrus me too but hopefully not related to hayden like the drummer from newfound glory there we go yes Mm. miley cyrus Love the ultimate Cyrus. Love me some new Richard, Richard knows the queen, the best. Uh, Jordan Davis, Jessica Hartman, Stephen Hunt, Nathan Lee, Eric Mouse. We are very popular with Eric's. I don't know if you guys have yeah, noticed. Yeah, we do this multiple year. Eric's. Like Twelve. Eric. We're just collecting. Mad about Eric's. Eric's. Mad about Eric's. Spin off podcast. First episode. Molenhoff. <laughs> and the last episode. <laughs> All we need. Uh, Claudia Olson. 
Colin Mahoney, Michael Salvato, Jeff Stromstra. Stromsta. Strong name. Sounds there, like a Jeff. good like Danish. Yeah, yeah. And Stephanie Wanamaker. And Todd McNeil. And Todd McNeil. Big shout out to Todd McNeil, our first hundred dollar per month contributor. <laughs> Pretty awesome. out of nowhere. Cool. What a legend. The man the myth. So shout out to those people. Thank you for being VIPs. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up on that feed. Mm-hmm. Um Brian actually when he came over, he brought us a preview of our Christmas gift oh, that yes. we are sending out. You guys are gonna love it's gonna the be Christmas something gift. you're gonna wanna keep around and uh we'll let you see that uh if you're a vip maybe we'll put that on the regular feed who knows but um michael clayton conversation just happened on the vip feed last week yeah and uh what do we got coming up goodwill hunting on that feed mm-hmm. and, broadcast uh, news coming our way yeah Richard's favorite my favorite movie it's a good month for me mm-hmm. michael clayton my favorite movie of the 20 2000 yeah and then uh broadcast is my favorite movie ever it's a very professional month of throwbacks Michael Clayton. Yeah, it's like adult movies. movies. And then Mighty Ducks. And then, we're, yeah, if you're, so. if you're not into that, we're talking Mighty <laughs> right. Ducks on the VIP. Yeah, Ken's favorite movie of all yes. time. Yes. I am excited cool. to talk about that. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'm excited. Okay. Cool. So join us over there. And, but in the meantime, the show must go on over here. Mm. We're talking Thor tonight. Um, we're going Thor Regonk. And we're going to talk <laughs> um, all the popular movies that are coming out in the next few weeks. And uh, we'll stay on top of the Oscar news and things like that on this show. Yeah. And the uh, VIPs will have their own party mm. over there. So see you then. Behind the velvet ropes. Exactly. If you will. The digital. And after the party. Ropes. That one's co thrown by Vanity Fair. Oh. It's the Vanity Fair, Mad About Movies so VIP party. Prestigious. Oh my gosh. And after the show, Richard, it's the after party. Oh. And, but oh, after the party, party, it's the hotel lobby. But yeah. round about four, you better clear the lobby. Mm, take them to the take room. Take them to the room. No. And, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to go there. Thank you, R. Kelly, for those. Wonderful ears. Hot and fresh out um, the kitchen. Okay. So, movie news, rumors, rumblings tonight. Um, Good stuff. Let's start out with a little bit of TV rumblings, TV mm. rumors, news. Um, have First of all, have you guys recovered from the uh, pilots episode? Brian, I know you're still... Emotionally, yes. Physically, yeah. No. It's been a pretty rough couple of weeks. Uh, but my therapist says I'm getting better. So yeah. It's, it's a start. It's a start. So how, uh, me, myself, and the I still just really put it to. I work with a guy that is sticking with me, myself and I. He likes it. He is braver or stronger than I am. <laughs> I, I don't remember that one. Gosh. The John Larroquette, Bobby Moynihan. Uh, that was a CBS one I didn't see. Right. Yeah. Um, but how's the Orville treating you? You said you're sticking with that. <laughs> I started watching, they had a break for baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started watching the next episode, the first episode post baseball. And it was blatantly a ripoff of a Black Mirror episode that uh, had, of course, done it much better, and I was like, okay, maybe I am. Yeah. Maybe this is the, the indicator of, yes, this is a bad show. So, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll come back at some point. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Black Mirror, um, a show that is Black Mirror is compared <laughs> to a lot we're pulling is... I know. Killing. We're pros. We're just broadcasting Synergy. the crap out of tonight, and it is fun. Um... <laughs> Black Mirror reminded a lot of people of the Twilight Zone, uh-huh. of that similar story where each episode is kind sure. of contained. There's maybe a mystery involved or some kind of um, twist at the end that kind of explains a lot of the story. And um, I was actually watching the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone's on Netflix, by the way. Um, if you have Netflix, you can go on there and watch, I think, all seasons but one. I think season four is not on there for some reason. Weird. Got to have, must have been with a different studio or something. Mm. 
Um, but they have all of those seasons on there. And I was actually on Halloween this year. That's what I did on Halloween night was I watched um, a bunch of Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, I think somebody put out an article. It was Esquire or something put out the top five Twilight Zone episodes mm, okay. article. And so I watched the top five, what they thought the top five were. Uh, really fun to do that. And I was just thinking to myself, I mean, the show is 22 minutes, you yeah. know, and it's super over the top. Uh, the plot lines are really crazy. Some of them are really good, actually. And yeah. if you really actually flesh them out, like they can be movies, you know, there, there's so many, so much love it. there as far as source material goes. But I was just thinking, why is this not a thing still? Why, why is the, the Twilight Zone not been rebooted? Why has it not made its way to Netflix or anything like that? Um, as far as, all the other shows they've tried to bring back, I would think they could do a very episodic mm-hmm. type show with yeah. the Twilight Zone and that there would be an audience for that, especially in the days of American Horror Story and uh, they're bringing back Tales from the Crypt and all these horror type shows. So lo and behold, who's the perfect person to do this? Somebody that's done sketch comedy, somebody that's done horror, somebody that knows how to run a TV show. Um, Brian? Well, yeah, it's, it's Jordan Peele. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm I'm here for this. Yeah. I love this. This is such a uh, to me. This has been with all the reboot and the remakes and the prequels and sequels and stuff that we do in movies and TV. It's never made sense to me why this hasn't been done up to this point. It's just such. It seems like such an easy idea to me because you can. I feel like you could reboot this one without anybody getting upset. Um, and it. It fits the, I don't know, it just, it, I think it, you can easily fit it to modern TV because it was, I mean, that show was well ahead of its time uh, when, it was, when it was on. And so, the, you know, those shows, I think a lot of those episodes still hold up really well now. Not just like, oh, it looked good for the time. Like, they, they're pretty great yeah. now. A lot of them are. Um, and it's, it's just so easy to do an anthology series and to have, you know, different, uh, different actors come in each episode and things like that. I, I just, I think this is a brilliant idea and to have it done by, by Jordan Peele is, is a, is a great move. I think, I think that's perfect. Yeah. The only drawback I've heard about this is the fact that they're doing it on CBS mainly. Sure. And so people are worried if it's not on cable, is it really going right. to, or, an, or on, on demand? Is it really going right. to, I guess it'll be on all access. So maybe it's just it'll the, be yeah. uncut on all access. Could be. Yeah. But Twilight Zone was never, it was always like on NBC and stuff. Yeah. But now I, I think know. people think, well, what can you do with it in 2017? And what black mirror has done is they've taken these, um, taboo topics. Yeah. Like the one where the guy gets caught on his own webcam mm-hmm. and then that gets spread on the internet totally. and basically ruins his life. Like things like that, that you can do with the Twilight Zone that I think you need that freedom. Yeah. Of, of the cable totally. or HBO or something to be able to, to fully bring sure. it to its potential. Yeah, I wonder if, if it is done on the uh, on all access or whatever, if they'll do, if they'll get away with more. Like, I, I've been watching uh, Star Trek Discovery before my one month mm-hmm. is up mm-hmm. on, on uh, CBS. And it's not every episode, but a couple of episodes are just full on, like, f-bombs and stuff which was i totally caught me off oh, guard really? i mean not like oh, oh was it really but it was like whoa i didn't expect that from a cbs show i mean multiple okay. f-bombs in an episode well obviously so, you've never seen ncis no <laughs> yeah well, you don't watch the big series <laughs> bazinga f um but yeah so the, maybe they do more on on that network i don't know I, yeah it, it is weird it does seem like a strange fit for cbs you think they put it on showtime or something right, right. Yeah, yeah 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 
or sci-fi or at least cable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Well, Brian, honestly, that I'm just excited for Keegan, Michael keys, the outer limits. <laughs> right. They did try that. Didn't they? I feel like they tried to bring back twilight zone. Not too long ago. Did they, they did. Not? Yeah. Maybe in the odds. Yes, I do look that up. Um, but Brian, this might be, you know, you said you've been watching Star Trek Discovery on All Access. Uh, you you are in the free trial. How soon is this going to come out? The Twilight is this going to be a 2018 um, thing, or is this going to take a couple years to uh, uh, produce? And- I, I would imagine it's late 2018, yeah. early 2019. The Twilight Zone did have a revival 2002 to 2003, yeah. and I think it was on Sci-Fi if I remember correctly. Right. I'm not sure about that. Um, but. That could be the thing, other than Star Trek, that could get me to sign mm. up for it. If they had more than one show oh, yeah. that I'm into, sure. maybe then yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, be exactly. worth it. But. Exactly. Uh, it's the, all paid for by CSIs. Right. This Twilight Zone from 2002 to 2003, the uh, the people that I'm seeing forefront on the cast list oh, great. <laughs> are uh, Jake Busey. Oh, uh, Shasta McNasty the, himself? The better, the better Busey. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, who was the host. And Jeremy Piven. Mm. So it's probably it probably holds up well. I would I would guess the yeah. episode where his BlackBerry that he throws is actually a portal <laughs> into the future. That was good. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the portals like in a lids in a different galaxy. It's like why why are we in a lids? Okay. Uh, um. So that's gonna be that really excites me. Uh, like I yeah. said, I wish it was on. Uh, maybe a different network, mm-hmm. but who knows? Yeah, maybe that's CBS's door to, um, being known for more than watered down old people shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes. But how is Star Trek? By the way, I heard Rain Wilson's on the in the cast now. Yeah, he's done two episodes. They've they've I think they've had seven episodes. It's mm-hmm. it's good. It's Star Trekky. It still has not found its footing. I don't think. But I'm I'm there for it. But I'm about to cancel because my month is about to be up, and then I'll come back in late February when all the rest of the episodes available. Basically, that's, yeah, that's my plan. The app sucks. It's super glitchy and slow to stream, and, really? uh, which is super. I mean, it it reminds me of Netflix when Netflix first started yeah. being sure. uh, a streaming service, which is pretty. But um, yeah, it's. Can you get the um, Star Trek? Uh, episodes delivered to your house on DVD. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look into that. Look into that. Well, that is cool. Um, Super cool. There's some more TV show reboot news. Uh, it seems like we're never short on these kinds of uh, news. Say if Soul we Man. Choose to. <laughs> <laughs> He's been Ow. writing it, waiting for somebody to bring them. Um, no, they're actually bringing back dinosaurs. Spencer Breslin <laughs> is in, so that's what matters. Um, dinosaurs. my wife tried to show the our son, uh, dinosaurs on and his kid. He cried. And he, after three minutes, he goes, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I bet that broke Lindsay's 90s like, heart. Yeah. He's dude. like a three year old. He's like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm out on this. This is dumb. That's yep. amazing. Yep. Um, so, favorite property of Brian's mm. growing up, the Tolkien. Yes. Uh, yeah. stuff. Yes. Gandalf. So, they're thinking about bringing Lord is that of the, the Rings backup quarterback for. He's with the Colts now, right? Yeah, Scott Tolkien, I think yeah. his name. Is. Um, <laughs> they're thinking about bringing Tolkien's material to the small screen. Yeah, maybe in a 
Game of Thrones style show mm-hmm. for the Amazon. The question is, yeah. have we seen enough, Brian? I don't know what to think of this. Like the <laughs> yeah, it's only forty hours of movies, right, right. The outrage was pretty immediate from from the nerds, of which I am probably a part, but or definitely <laughs> probably. A part. Uh, let's, let's be real. But I I think I think it's an interesting. I think it's a world in which you can do some interesting stuff, and totally. none of the none of the books that were written by Tolkien or partially written by Tolkien outside of Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit are good at all. Like the Similarian and some of the other stuff is it's really like the driest, worst parts of Lord of the Rings just expanded into without any of the fun stuff. There's fun uh, stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Lord of the Rings. But, uh, <laughs> but I do think if you just let the, I don't know if you let the source material kind of be like the guide or mm-hmm. the, the totally. map for what you want to do. I think it's a pretty wide open world that you could do some really interesting stuff within if you get the right showrunners, the right cast, the right directors and all right. that sort of stuff. So I'm not, I think the immediate response was we are all out on this. This is not, this doesn't need to happen. We've seen enough of this on you know the big screen. And I, I kind of agree with that, but I also feel like if you're going to, if you can kind of go a little more macro um, mm-hmm. away from the micro stories of, Lord of the Rings, I think it can make for you know a what pretty it's gonna be called? series. I can guarantee you what it's going to be called. Middle Earth. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm kind of there. I would like a show set in Middle yeah. Earth that doesn't necessarily involve Frodo and Bilbo. Sure, yeah. Just new characters. Yeah. <laughs> just only, uh, what's the little red-haired guy? The little kind of dwarfy looking guy that fights Sam? him? Oh, uh, 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 it's been a while. I'm all, all my oh, nerds oh, out there. Oh, the 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 actual dwarf. Yeah, the guy that fights with Gimli. The kick, Gimli, yeah, just yeah, all Gimli. Okay. That's what I want. It's my only character <laughs> just I like. Just a big John Reese Davies fan. <laughs> yeah, just the yeah. whole show about Gimli and like it's surprisingly <laughs> sexual. Um, <laughs> that's Didn't see all that male nudity coming. Uh, <laughs> it's basically but, Masters of Sex. <laughs> but there it is. There it is. Uh, yeah, I think if you. The deal is, if you do this, you have to. It can't be like a B minus or sort of show. Like it has to be, it has to be Game of Thrones quality, or people will immediately turn on it just because you're messing up the, you know, and just it's not worth doing if you're not going to do. I'm already annoyed. Yeah, it will probably involve the woods, so I know Richard's not watching that pilot. No, there's no way. (laughs) Absolutely not. I don't think it's such a bad idea maybe so it's gonna be amazon i think that could be kind of cool yeah, I just, will, will people go find it and seek it out will it be it has a as big base. of a deal as right it, yeah it's a risky one I'll like i said you, you, you got to do it right if yeah. you're gonna do it you got to be willing to pump a lot of money yeah. into it and well, where's amazon gonna get that kind of cash <laughs> yeah they right. sold one whole foods and now they're good <laughs> they're, they're just now in the green <laughs> after th- 30 years of being in the business or whatever Gosh. but um yeah, I think that's fine. I still think there could be a cool show with pirates. I'm just waiting for that. I know Black Sails is out there. I don't think that's the show. <laughs> what? Stars. Um, I'm still current yeah, on stars. That. Gosh. But I think that's a great <laughs> setting for a show like that. I wonder that's if Adrian a, watches that. Black Sails. Holler at us, Adrian. You want to know if you watch he Black definitely, Sails. There's, he definitely does. Is it on TV? <laughs> <laughs> right. He does watch everything. Shout out. I'm in awe of Adrian. Um, but... Uh, I saw someone on Twitter the other day, like, went into, you ever do the thing where you're just like, this person has a stupid reply to this tweet. I'm going to yeah, investigate oh, totally, their whole yeah. life. Yeah. And they were like, their Twitter bio was something like, 
Stars fan, but mm, like of the, the network, mm, like that's okay. they watch Stars mm, content. And I was yeah. like, well, good for you. <laughs> there is one of you, big fan of The Boss. I'm pretty sure it was a show on Stars. That, that was that the Kelsey Grammer one. Yeah, or Paul Giamatti. Whatever. It's, <laughs> it's the same kind of vague. <laughs> oh, I think it was wow. Kelsey Grammer because if it was Paul Giamatti, we could smell it. But <laughs> yeah. We um, well, have one more thing to talk about for movie news. We teased it a little bit in the beginning um, with the mummy. Mm. And that's R. the R. fact P. that this dark universe <laughs> seems to be not happening anymore. I can't um, there imagine are, what went wrong. <laughs> There are empty op- there are empty offices dead. apparently at Universal <laughs> that were dedicated to this that um, yeah. are you know they've completely seemed to abandon have abandoned like, the entire thing. I like the drama of that. Like, not only is this no longer happening, but we need to evacuate the premises. Yeah. <laughs> People are gone. That's that's the actual article I read. Was no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like any job, executed People get fired. all the writers. <laughs> it's so funny to think about, like. These stupid posters of like Bride of Frankenstein kind of tattered and hanging off the wall. Yeah. They were all in on this. It, it, you know, far enough to A, put Dark Universe in front of the mummy as the Universal logo. That's yeah. so funny. And if anyone was ever going to watch that movie again, it'd be really yeah, embarrassing like, wait, in hindsight. What? But luckily, it's they don't worry about yeah. anyone seeing it. <laughs> and the next thing being. They released that cast photo the yes. day the movie yes. came out oh, of gosh. all the upcoming movies with Bardem choice. and all yeah. them, Johnny Depp. That's so DC Warner Brothers of them to right. do yeah. that. Like you're you're doing it in reverse, guys. You can't do it that way. It doesn't work. And um, so Ugh. the Mummy made four hundred million dollars total on a hundred twenty-five quote-unquote budget. Yeah, that um, people are saying like is three. over two hundred yeah. or three hundred million. <laughs> and um, so they're probably barely going to break even on the thing. It costs so, a lot of money to turn Tom Cruise into a mummy, though. <laughs> like a real mummy. It was, <laughs> they did. He but it was research. part of his contract. Yeah. It's just the way he does things. It, um, it, it made me like it more. So <laughs> didn't go. Man, that movie very was well. Yeah. It was a bad movie. Didn't make much money, and uh, it didn't really worth anyone's time. So they actually earlier this year, or actually last month, or uh, in October, they. We're filming Bride of Frankenstein, or the principal production had begun for it, and they pulled the plug on that yep. in the middle of it and mm. completely abandoned that project. They didn't even officially have Angelita, though, right? No. They were just making it without the star? <laughs> shooting the I don't think story. they had it. They didn't think they were shooting it, but they were in the, uh, yeah. they had like a production office. It would have been funny if they were shooting it, though. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> we can get fine. all the exteriors and the tables. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was... We'll put her in in post. She'll funny. sign on. She's in. She was um, attached, but never official. I don't, think, in there. I don't <laughs> think she was part of the official announcement or anything Gosh, like that. No. But um, needless to say, uh, it's over now, mm. and um, I guess we'll never get the uh, Elephant um, <laughs> Elephant Man movie or whatever. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. What we've Hope, all been looking for. <laughs> hopefully for an, as an independent project. Right. Obviously. <laughs> No, there was there was a lot of um, Greg Oden they were going to do the Wolfman, they were going to do the <laughs> uh, Bride of Frankenstein, of course. They're going to do regular Frankenstein. They're going to do Invisible Man. Uh-huh. Um, All relevant with the kids these days. Right. They can't get enough. Yeah. So that's the deal, right? Done. Like it's just not relevant. It's not. And I, I know people want it to be, but it's 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 not. It doesn't have any cultural 
cachet yeah. at this point. I don't feel like. maybe I'm wrong, but that's well, it did in the 1930s. So. <laughs> if you like it doesn't now, then that's exactly. confusing. If Why? you like, if you're like, we're going to uh, replay all these 1960s basketball games of all short white guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, with like today's talent, right. though. Yeah, but we're going to replay yeah. them play by play, right. put them on thing. And Luke gonna... Ridnour was unstoppable <laughs> in 1963. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, no, kids don't want to. I mean, no one wants to see that. Yeah. Like, and if you are going to do it. I think the proper approach is more of like a 70 to $80 million movie instead of yes. $300 yeah. million movie. Just a lot of mistakes being made here. Yeah, like, I agree. It's uh, so cocky, too, to be like, oh, we've got the dark universe coming. Just get ready, guys. Just, buckle up. Oh, yeah. I'm totally okay with it ending. Yeah. Totally yeah. I'm not. Actually, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty livid over there. I'm just torn up over it. It's tough. Man. It's just emotionally kind of draining on me because mm-hmm. it's like you just expect something to be there, you know? Yeah, I get you. And then it's just gone. Hey, can you cue the James Blunt? Let's uh, <laughs> touch well, my heart and touch my soul. R.I.P. Dark Universe. <laughs> Goodbye, my lover. We hardly knew ye. Wouldn't you buy the song? Have you ever, have I told you about James Blunt's Twitter? He is. <laughs> I don't know why. Awesome. Yeah, funny on Twitter. He, he just yeah. constantly roasts people. Like anytime <laughs> anyone insults him, he just adds them, and it's always just like, it's like number one song for thirty. No, weeks. it's way worse. It's like who, um, who can listen to this James Bond? His voice sounds like a squirrel on helium, and he'll like respond back. Your mom seemed to like it last night. Like it's like brutal. And it's That's great. Awesome. It makes me like him so much. Future. European treasure. James <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we're going to take a break here and come back and talk Thor Ragonk. Boom. Ragonk. <laughs> hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. So I guess this could technically be called uh, Thor 3, the Hulk 1. Can we just call it Thor 2? Uh, <laughs> uh, Loki 5. Uh-huh. Loki 5 um, hundo. Yeah, can we call it Thor 2 and just act like Thor 2 never happened? Yeah. Um, they kind of did. So they did. This is definitely different than the previous films. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's um necessarily a bad thing at all, but it right off the top here, um this is a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the maybe the most fun Marvel movie that they've released in terms of we're just having a good time here. Sure. Um I think that's all good. I kept wondering why it felt so much different than Thor. And I think what made Thor so great was the fish out of water aspect yeah. of it was 
this God being on earth and how, how much of a contrast that is. Uh, there's not much of that here. Takes- not enough cat Dennings in this. <laughs> nah. No, um, it, I need a broke girl. To really- it takes place primarily on Asgard in the movie. And Asgard is a gorgeous place. It's very cinematic. Uh, it's a place that you want to be. Um, but, um, yeah. That's what made it different for me was mainly just the setting. But I love the places that they go. Uh, I love the new people that we meet. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I don't know if it's the best Marvel movie, but it's certainly the most fun. Uh, and, you know, you can compare it to Guardians, but I think Guardians is a little more serious than this. It's the stuff with Peter Quill and his family is pretty serious. Even <clears throat> even the stuff with Rocket Raccoon feeling like an outcast and all that is it gets pretty dark and, and sad. So um, this was a lot of fun, and um, I'm just excited that they did something with Thor because I'm least interested in Thor of any of the characters mm-hmm. in Marvel. I'm least interested in Hulk than any of the characters. So they kind of put them together and like trying to spice up the uh, sure. mixture a little bit. You're exclusively a Hawkeye guy, right? <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm honestly exclusively when it comes to the MCU now. I'm pretty exclusive to Captain America and like anything that he's in or Iron Man. I really am not into Thor. I'm not into Doctor Strange or what they're doing there, really. Um, I like seeing him in this movie, but it just feels weird. And that's pretty that's pretty much it. Spoiler so, alert, bro. So <laughs> Captain America is my, my ride or die at this point. Um, Brian, what did you think of this movie? General thoughts. This, I think, I think it was, I think you're right that part of what makes Thor, the original Thor work, is that kind of fish out of water bit. Um, and Richard has said in the past, I don't want to steal your point. Uh, but the fact that Thor works at all, I think is a testament. It's the hardest degree of difficulty. Yeah. Any Marvel. Right. You should be, you should go into Thor and come, you should come out being like, I don't care about that at all. And instead, I think it works really well. Thor two is awful. So bad. So awful. So awful that I, I mean, I rewatch movies a lot, especially in preparation for Mm -hmm. a movie that we're going to review. And, that one, I, like, I'll never, I'll never watch that movie again. And I don't remember anything about it other than it was terrible. I wrote a thing for the blog uh, this week, and I totally got everything wrong about Thor two. And I was just like, I don't really care because I, it's sucks. yeah, I saw it's a terrible movie. People correcting you, which like, is fine. You're kind like, of proving my point. No, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the the correction. No, you did. You went off, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, publicly, privately, publicly. Yeah. But uh, no, Thor two is is awful. So. I was not nervous about this at all because the byproduct of what kind of both of you have said uh, in lead up to this is that if Thor three is not good, then I'm like, okay, whatever. And I think that that is partly why Marvel was willing to hand this over to a director who has never done anything scale wise or scope wise. That's anything close Mm -hmm. to what this movie is. And it paid off. Beautifully, I, this was the most fun. I I think I love Guardians. Guardians is um, incredibly rewatchable to me, and I love those characters. And I think it's a, it's so much fun to be in that world. And um and this is more so. This is it's kind of capitalizes on what Guardians brought to the forefront, and it works wonderfully in this world because you can do it on that kind of galactic scale mm-hmm. and off world and the colors and all this sort of stuff it plays well into uh Taika Watiti's kind of comedic 
stylings mm-hmm. and his timing and what he likes to do. And it, I think because, because Thor two sucks so bad. And because Thor, even the, the first one, while it's, a, I think it's a solid film, it's very easily forget, forgettable because of all the others that we've had since then. Right. You can do kind of whatever you want within this, with this character and within this world, you can kind of redefine him. Um, now you can't, now he ha- kind of has to stick with this because it works so well. Yeah. But I think up to this point, you know, I, I saw what TD say, basically he didn't look at this as making Thor three. He looked at it as a standalone Thor movie. And now he's completely redefined what that character is yeah. all about. And that's, and it's fantastic. And it's and, such a good use of the talent. Yes, it is because we've, I, we've gone back and forth on this show. The first time that I saw Chris Hemsworth, I said, that guy's a movie star. Yep. We don't make movie stars anymore, but we got this guy. And that has not proven out to this point. And then this movie comes along and like, that's what I remember. That's yeah. the movie star. He's a movie star as Thor right now. Right, exactly. It hasn't translated in Rush. I thought he was a movie star in Rush. I know that movie didn't make a lot of money, sure. but that's sure. a movie star old school performance. Mm-hmm. Sure. So anyway, I, I loved the movie. I thought it was, this is one that I will I will rewatch a dozen times. It's it's so much fun. And it is, I think it's so funny that it's kind of like an Arrested Development episode where I'm sure I missed oh, yeah. a third of the jokes because I was laughing at the ones before or just, you know, kind of <laughs> just involved in everything that was happening. And I'll, I'll say to you, and then I'll, I'll send it over to you, Richard. Mm-hmm. I think this script is maybe the best script that's ever been put to the screen in the Marvel Universe. Like it, to have the number of scene changes that this yeah, movie has flows usually, really well. That's usually, even like Civil War a lot of people would say that's like the best Marvel movie. Um, and I think the scene changes are the problem with that. Yeah. It's just real choppy. And we're going from here to here to here to here. This is, it flows so well. It's so seamless. And you kind of don't even notice that you really are switching your, your, your scene shifting every five minutes for a good chunk of the movie. Um, and I think that that is indicative of how, how well it's written. And then, you know, what's TD putting it, uh, putting it to the screen but mm-hmm. man i loved it i had a blast and i'm i'm i i wish i'd had time to go see it again before uh we did the episode it was just, it's just that much fun but uh richard how about you yeah it's uh you, it was one of those for me you know with uh the the first thor it's not i would never say it's anywhere close to the to the best marvel film uh but it's like kind of my sentimental favorite because i i went on it i don't remember why I was drugged to it by friends maybe with by you brian and it seemed kind of woodsy to me <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to hate this. And then I really enjoyed it. So it's like my favorite Marvel movie because it's like, it was such a surprise to me. And you're right. Hemsworth, you see Hemsworth, you go, okay, well I'll be watching this guy right. for the next 20 years and I'm fine with it. Uh, so then Thor two was such a letdown. It was like, okay, well maybe that was just a fluke thing. Um, yeah. The, I mean, they're so lucky to have someone that looks like Chris Hemsworth, like, you know, this personification of a Norse God mm-hmm. with an Aussie accent, however, but his best feature is his comedic timing. And so like, let's just ramp that fully up and see what happens. And it, it was, it was delightful. I mean, this is the best comedy of the year. Sure. Which I mean, mostly as a criticism of the rest of the film industry <laughs> and not so much right. as a compliment of this, but mm-hmm. this is right. Is this the funniest movie that came mm-hmm. out this Baywatch, year? So far. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's some Oscar stuff left, but that's pretty pathetic. <laughs> I think that uh, when Marvel's doing your funniest disaster movie. artist could be pretty good with the Franco as, uh, yeah, but that's like tragic comedy. Doing yeah. It could be funny, but in a dark comedy. Kind yeah. Of yeah. I'm just thinking like a flat. I mean, maybe like girl's trip. 
right? I mean, I, I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard no that people love that, say yeah. it's hilarious. So maybe that's the best comp of the year. But I mean, it's like there's not that many. Yeah, <laughs> that's my point. I can't think of any. <laughs> um, and what was there? Well, wait, was there grown ups this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it, the big sick that was a comedy. Yeah, that's up there. That's probably the f- yeah. This was probably funnier than that. I mean, that's a oh, really yeah. great Guardians movie. Guardians 2, Lego Batman, The House. I didn't see that. Snatched with Amy Schumer, Logan Lucky. It was yeah. just to name a few. Baby Driver was funny in places. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, no, yeah. to your point, I, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's definitely, yeah, it's joke for joke the funniest. Which is crazy. I it's laughed a, harder in this than I laughed all year. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. For it's, sure. I'll, I'll just, tell you the moments later. But. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. And so. You know why not do that? Why not kind of exploit? I think I'm I like Thor more than just because of Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. I, Downey's still my favorite. Tony Stark's still my favorite when the Avengers get together. But I kind of oddly am a Thor guy, even over Captain America kind of bores me. Um, but he's definitely the most interesting. The narrative stories player. that they do inside of Captain America, yeah, are cool. what they've what they've been able to do. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah what they've been able to do with Captain America has just been just as impressive to me as what they've done with Thor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't super into the first Captain America, but I love that one. after the Winter Soldier, and then just what they have continued to do with him. Yeah, um, they use him. Not, they used him. Well, they used him great in Age of Ultron too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to see if 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 Captain America lives on in an as, Infinity War. Well, apparently he's a, not. He's just uh, he's just Steve Rogers in Infinity War. Hey, we'll see. We'll see where they go. I know. I'm sure. Um, well, I mean, the rumor was that the, is, was that. Uh, the I guess it's the Falcon was going to become Captain America right. at some point whenever yeah. he hangs up. The I think bit. that's what happens, in, perhaps in the comics. Mm-hmm. Somebody who reads comics can correct me on that. But right, so yeah, this was so much fun, and I think the first step in rebooting Thor, which is basically what they've done here, mm-hmm. is they've said we we love this actor and this character, but how do we reignite this? franchise Mm -hmm. and uh make people want to see another thor movie because no one wanted to see another thor movie but you'd already done two looks kind of weird if you don't do a third especially if you're keeping thor around in the avengers you obviously want him around in some capacity so why is he not doing his own movies and why are you not at least wrapping up that story um so the first step in that is let's brighten up the place right let's take all these dark colors let's put the saturation back into the picture Mm -hmm. instead of removing the saturation like I feel like they they took Thor: The Dark World, they shot it all Gosh. in smoke and on ashes, and then they're like, "All right, now let's go into post production and let's just pull the saturation a little bit more down." Yeah. You know, it's like That's one of the darkest movies. That, I've yeah, ever anything seen. that can be yeah. possibly. Yeah, they did the same thing with Batman vs Superman. I mean, like they well, just in terms of just in terms of the color and the the aesthetic of the movie, right? They turned it up to. 75 on this one uh with bringing it back and you can do that here with that with asgard yeah. and with the uh bifrost bridge and all the brightness that that kind of lends itself to i think you can get away with a lot more sure. just with the galactic feel of it and mm-hmm. and um they kind of borrowed that from guardians guardians totally. is definitely neon i mean even the, when the, the, trailer the logo for, this, for thor like, ragnarok with like chrome ragnarok right, you're like, right. okay they're definitely borrowing and um kind of transitioning us into that um stuff so that when they do cross over it'll be it was one of those things when the uh trailer came out for this and the post or something you see what they're doing they're like wow they're really ripping off guardians and that's the exact right move to mm-hmm. go with this yeah. character yeah. right 
It is. Um, and the trailer had an immigrant song and everything. And we're like, this kind of works for this. It's, it's one. Yeah, it gets in the exception, right? right. Like, this is the last. This is the only one that can use it for the next ten years. And but. this, that's where I welcome thought, to the jungle, though, guys. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's where I thought Thor was going. Thor, uh, Thor Regan was going to rip from Guardians. Yeah, was a soundtrack in the immigrant songs is in the movie, and mm-hmm. it's the only real right. moment we get like that. Other than that, it's a typical Marvel. Fan the score fan. is great. Though. The score is very good, very uh, synthy, and fits the vibe uh-huh. really well. Uh-huh. And there are some settings that lend themselves to a little bit more creativity, mm-hmm. and it's not just standard um, people talking battle and people talking battle type stuff. Um, they, it's really interesting. I love the relationship that they're building with the Hulk and with Thor. Uh-huh. Isn't there something, Brian? Um, I heard some coworkers actually talking about the fact that they can't do their own Hulk movies or something, and this is a way for them to still do kind of Hulk movies without doing Hulk movies or something like that. I don't some know. Some kind of rights issue or something. I don't know on that. Because, I, yeah. I mean, Incredible Hulk is a Marvel movie, uh-huh. but it was... Anyway, they're making the right decision regardless because yes. I think it's been proven out. You can't do... Hulk doesn't hold up for an entire movie. Unless you can get Ferrigno back. <laughs> Obviously. but uh, But if you can... But he Great works really well. Yeah, he's exactly. As a, as a sidekick, kind of. And, and, he, and he brings the eye into the fold. <laughs> right. And that's all we've ever wanted from a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. really, is to get the eye in. But no, I, the, the, originally I'd heard Watiti say that he was looking at this kind of as like a, a buddy a buddy road trip movie with the Hulk and, and mm-hmm. Thor. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm totally in on that. And Ruffalo, too. Ruffalo is never going to be a guy that I get super excited about in a movie. For well, you're not a reason. 51 year old woman. So. <laughs> yeah, but That's his when, whole fan base, you know, I he's think. he's really good in most places. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's just he's just not the type of guy that I'm going to get excited about. But um, <laughs> he he does a great. He adapted very well to this. We you know we can give Hemsworth all kinds of credit, mm-hmm. and we and he sh- we should for his adaptation to this version of the character. But whole, uh, Ruffalo kind of leaning into, on both sides of it, Hulk and Banner, and being a little more uh, quirky and odd, and um, and that fits that aesthetic. He gets, he should, deserves a lot of credit for that as well. That's that's a great character cast, and he did a great job of, of turning it around, I think. I think so, too. So what it is here is that they're not doing a standalone Hulk movie. Um, they've scrapped that, and the arc for that, is is starts with Thor Ragnarok, and it continues in Infinity War and Infinity War Two. Okay, um, and that will be the it for Hulk. That's okay. basically what Ruffalo said: is that they're not doing the movie, but Thor. I mean, uh, but Hulk will get his screen time in those three movies. Sure. That's smart. For, tell his story. So, um, I really liked the Hulk in here, but I don't know. How much Hulk is too much Hulk? I started I think to get that feeling. It. I think they, I think they nailed, nailed it here, but yeah. I was like, "This is about as much Hulk as I can take." Mm-hmm. I think taking, with him talking, I didn't yes. like that at all. As the Hulk, I wanted him to transform back into Ruffalo and then back to the Hulk. I like that dynamic more than all Hulk all the time being super goon. I liked all Hulk all the time for about thirty minutes, was which is pretty much exactly how long it happens in this movie. If you go much further than that, or if that becomes like a a permanent character trait or something that, you know, pops up over and over again through the course of uh, infinity wars and stuff, then that will become a problem to me. But I thought for the, like two minutes it was off putting to me. And then I was kind of in on it. And then right as I was getting to the point of being done with it, they 
he stopped it. And I think that was, I think that was a really smart choice. I think it was too. Uh, speaking of characters, uh, I mentioned, can we start it off? Mention American treasure, Jeff Goldblum. Oh my gosh. Why is he not been <laughs> in this the whole time? He was, he was the best part of this movie, in my opinion. And I laughed so hard. at yeah. some of the, the moments like, the moment where his little like I don't know assistant like touches his cheek and then he just like reacts to it, you know. I, yeah. If you've seen the movie, you know totally. what I'm saying. And you know, that's and it's all just him. like it was yes. all improv or something. Or it's just he. Just, it's like they hired him and said, "All right, well, we just want you to be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you could just <laughs> Goldblum this up, for yeah. Us. yeah." And uh, you, we're totally fine with that. And they gave him funny lines too. Like he was uh. a funny, fun character. He's the brother of the collector who was. Um, in Guardians. And um so that'll cross over at some point probably too as well. And um so Yeah, I think it was a cool, fun character. Oh, definitely necessary here. I think the movie was sitting at a really high grade and then they got to him and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is yeah. so much better than it was five minutes ago. And I was super in five minutes ago to have like all these bright colors and this light and uh and this dynamic with the, you know, the synthy pop beats and, and everything. And then you're just like, well, who should we get? Well, obviously we should add Jeff Goldblum to that it's because like, yeah. he fits that perfectly. It was, gosh, he was awesome. It was, that's probably my favorite, certainly my favorite side performance of any Absolutely. Marvel movie. He was fantastic. He, yeah, that was like best supporting actor worthy. Yeah. No joke. He was so funny and good. In this definitely Golden Globe best supporting. Actor <laughs> sure. Worthy. Sure. We'll see. Um, so as far as the plot goes here, that they get that first scene with Thor, like in chains and everything. And he's doing that bit where he keeps spinning around on the chain saying, it's not me doing this. I'm not even moving. It's just spinning <laughs> on its own. We get that at that point. That was kind of the first real scene of the movie, like I said. But at that point I was like, are we just going to get this the entire time? Is right. this going to even say anything? Or are we just here to, to have a good time? And they do kind of say stuff, but for the most part, they're just here to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I really felt like once it was getting serious, they threw a joke in there. Or uh, once you thought something super marvel-y was going to happen, some big heroic moment was going to happen, it ended up being a joke or something. Yeah. And I'll be more specific when we get into spoilers, but um, I just got that vibe. It's like, the only reason they were doing this was to do a Thor movie and to say they did a third one, and they're just going to write jokes to do it and that was fine with me yeah I, like i yeah. said i'm not going to care otherwise so yeah to me a movie maybe it was i don't know maybe it was spider-man but i i at some point this thing where we have to interconnect and intertwine 16 or 18 or 25 movies like it's too much yeah. and i'm tired of it and i get what they're going for but i love mm -hmm. the concept of these kind of standalone they, whether this is truly a standalone or not doesn't really matter if it feels like a standalone and if it's not yep. it's just so beholden to everything that has come yep. before and will come in the next five movies, it's refreshing. And I say that as somebody, I mean, I love, I love the Marvel movies. Um, and I, I mean, I'll rewatch them anytime, but it, it, I am, it's just too much at some point. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that infinity war is going to cut some of those ties to where we can, whether it's killing off characters or having them move on or just like resetting the timeline or something mm -hmm. so that we don't always have to have, uh, then you don't always have to have like this memory. Okay. Now what happened in these 20 movies prior to this? And this one nailed that to me. Like it's, 
the plot is fine. There's not a whole lot to it, but I don't think it required there to be just a whole lot to it. And because it doesn't feel like it's strung into seven different movies, you're just like, man, you can just, to your point, you can just sit there. If you've never seen a Marvel movie, you could go see this movie and have no problem following along with everything that's yeah. that's happening pretty much. Once you get past the first 10 minutes anyway, mm-hmm. and just have a great time at the movies. Totally. And I think that, and anyway, to have those two things kind of work together is, is perfect. And that's all that, um, that's more than I expected and all that I ever could have wanted from this movie in that, you know, in yeah. that vein. Yeah. I was kind of into the plot, but I wasn't into it nearly as much as that's not why we're here. Um, right. You know? right. Yeah. It, 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 it did enough to, to do the job. That's, that's for sure. And Blanchett's great. And, I love her. And she's so yeah. good. So the plot is basically so fun to see her in something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah. Like it's rare. It seems like it's rare that you see her have fun. She, she's, she's though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. She, uh, plot wise, we really go. So Thor is in prison on that place, uh, by the fire demon Surtur. And basically Surtur says, um, well, Asgard's going to end because of this thing, Ragnarok, which is, uh, or, or gonk, which is the it's end of pronounced for gonk. It's pronounced for gonk. <laughs> and it's the end of Asgard. It's this prophesied event. That's going to happen whenever his crown goes into the eternal flame, which is, you know, what the protectors of Asgard protect the eternal flame. If that, if that happens, the world ends. So Thor has to prevent that. He kills Surtur thinking he's prevented the, uh, the Ragnarok. And they're like, Nope, not so fast. And uh, so then Doctor Strange comes into the fold. Now, was this necessary? Or is this no. an excuse to bring Doctor Strange yes, into the fold? I think uh, that, yes. That's, yeah, that's getting him into the, into the MCU proper, you know. Right. Which why, is fine, why, I get it. though? Because they gotta, I'm, I'm great gotta with, have, he has to have an existing relationship so that when Infinity War comes. Does right. he have to be involved in, in Infinity War? Why can't, why can't they just do a Doctor Strange movie? I agree, but we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, so now we have some some kind of connective tissue that brings it all together. And if that's, I guess... I was me, shocked the Guardians didn't show up in this. Yeah, same here. But I, for me, I guess I'm like, it's kind of like my 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 deal with reboots. Like, reboots are going to happen. Let's just pick the right one. So yeah. if we're going to have to have this connective tissue, then can it be three minutes like that? Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Sweet. That's perfect. And it, it fits narratively. Like, it's not... Yeah. It, no, in the grand scheme of things, it's totally... They use his powers for good. Right. Yeah. It's basically just a cameo, and it is a... You know, it's a not necessary, but if you're going to... If you know that that's, that's going to happen... <laughs> so, sorry that, uh, <laughs> then, then that's the way to do it, I think. I think it worked within yeah. that narrative, or that little so, jaunt. Stephen Strange takes one of the hairs from Thor and is like, where is your father? Give me your hair. I will trace your DNA and find where... Right. He is, and he finds him on Norway, in Norway, apparently, um, Odin, and Odin says, sorry guys, I've been gone, but I'm actually dying, and uh, once I die, Hela is going to come back, mm-hmm. she's been in prison, but once I'm dead, she'll be released from prison, she's going to wreak hell on everybody. Hela, who is his daughter slash Thor's sister, and um, she was the leader of the army, she's a super bad A chick. <laughs> and uh, you don't want her to be um, I did around. Her at one point, so <laughs> Odin dies. Here comes Hela. She immediately destroys Mjolnir. And isn't Thor nothing without 
Mjolnir, or um, this is basically the plot of the movie. Right, is Thor discovering himself right. to be more than a hammer? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this movie should have been called <laughs> Thor: God of Thunder. I think that would have been a really cool way to reboot this. Sure. Instead of Thor, it obviously didn't hurt the box office. Uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Um, but this is him again discovering that he's the god of thunder and using his lightning power and things like that we haven't really seen much of um in this and i really enjoyed that yeah um, for just a very simple plot right mm-hmm. yeah totally um once mjolnir is gone um there's a big battle uh, i thought the action for this movie was pretty top notch mm-hmm. uh, i didn't get super spinny cam i didn't get shaky cam yep. And uh, I think Taika... Speaking the spoiler of Shaky Cam, uh, did you guys catch the Matt Damon cameo? <laughs> I, I did. We haven't yes. gotten there yet. Um, that that caught me off guard. And that whole bit was one of my favorite bits of the movie. Totally. Yeah, them doing yeah. a play of their own. It was a, actually a scene from Thor The Dark World where right. Loki is uh, on his deathbed. And I love the attention to detail, detail in that scene where like the band is actually playing the the funeral theme totally. from the movie and everything. Yeah. I like that. And the reveal of Matt Damon was, yeah. was flawless. Yeah. I Matt Damon and, and Sam Neill and, uh-huh. and the other Hemsworth, uh-huh. one of the other, uh, Luke Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. There's unlimited Hemsworth. Yeah. They just, just come out of the brush from <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Good night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Birthed by a kangaroo. That was, uh, that was Super so good. Probably. It was so funny. <laughs> and it felt a I bit, by it. it felt a bit, <laughs> I don't more know. Austin Powersy, whenever <laughs> sure, remember yeah. when Tom Cruise yeah. shows up yeah. at Austin yeah. Powers, you're like what? He was Austin Powers. For like yeah, seconds. Um, and but, your boy Travolta, <laughs> right? So that was awesome. Best performance. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also get back into the fold. Really, you didn't see Michael. One of my favorites of all time. <laughs> but um, um, Carl Urban. This guy rules. Yeah, uh, he's you, great, man. He he's great. He's great in everything. I felt like his character was the most superfluous to yeah. what was happening, but I do enjoy Carl Urban. Carl Urban, so I was, <laughs> I'm okay with it, you know. Yeah, he his character doesn't. Re- I mean, you see him at the beginning and kind of introduce him, and he's kind of tagged along with Hella for a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, his uh, friends Dez and Troy, former <laughs> Cowboys, um, are play a bigger role once the end of the movie comes around, and I thought that was a cool reveal there. Um, I really like Anthony Hopkins as Odin, though. I did and that too. Made me, yeah. That made me. This movie made me realize how much I enjoyed that character the first time around, and how much how well he fit that, how well cast this that was. Second, he just feels like a role. Um, it's like besides Zorro, obviously. I mean, it feels not to. I know it's more iconic, but it feels a bit like Ian McKellen and Gandalf. You know, it's just it feels so natural. Sure. Like there only is he one Odin. The role, like, he's yeah. just so perfect yeah. for it. Yeah, and I'm, spoiler alert, I'm glad that they, he is so good at that, that character doesn't have a super long shelf life, you know? Right. And so I was glad that they kind of, they wrote him off, I felt like, in a very fitting, appropriate way, to where Uh we we don't have to keep squeezing in. Because when he shows up the first one, I'm like, are we still going to keep doing the Odin thing? But then... How many times, I I think he's dead in every one of them. (laughs) Yeah, he does, he dies all the time. Uh, But I think they did a great job of like using him one last time. And now we don't ever, we don't have, he doesn't have to keep coming back. We don't have to keep jamming him into these movies, you know? What do we think about, um, them stealing the sword? Hello, stealing the sword for the Bifrost bridge. 
and uh, that prevents them from being able to do anything. And then uh, Thor crash lands on Sakar, which is the uh, home. It's pronounced Cutter of the Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Cutter. Suck, saw, I think it's Sakar. S a k a a r. I think you're getting. Everyone always does. Yeah, I, know. I know you're talking about Qatar. <laughs> so World Cup, he goes. <laughs> can't wait. Um, he's captured by Scrapper One Four Two, who was amazing. She's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, that stuff's all great. Good turn for her too, because I yeah. thought I pretty much only know her, and I'm talking about Tessa Thompson from Creed, mm-hmm. the movie, not the band music videos but she did play bass in creed <laughs> just touring though not in, on the record i mean incredible she, incredible. Was, she was good she added her a whole new <laughs> and i when she's <laughs> when she soloed during my sacrifice <laughs> when we saw a lot um it's great in creed i think she is the worst part of creed and that's you know, it's not that's, really. That's Scott Stapp, too. I mean, you're adding a lot. <laughs> Those jokes are never not be funny. It's, it's, like, it's like you try to think of ways to it's phrase to it to where king. everyone knows yeah. you're not talking about I the think band. She's and the impossible. worst part of Creed. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no. That's saying a lot. It's pretty difficult. Uh, I got a closet full of mesh vests that would say otherwise, bro. <laughs> um, gosh. It's good to be the king. She's. <laughs> Of the movie Creed, of which I am a huge fan, I think she's the worst part of it. But it's that's to me, it really, it's more of like every minute that she's on screen, that's one minute that Stallone and yeah. Michael B. Jordan aren't, and so that's really part of it. But I thought, I thought she was fantastic in this, and she really, um, I think she matched Thor for especially once they got down to the you know the end and the the final fight scene and stuff. She was an awesome uh, counter to to him and felt every bit you know the equal. Uh, within that, which was great. Yeah, and she also lends us to the Valkyries uh, and maybe who are kind of an army of female, awesome Wonder Woman type mm-hmm. um, Amazonian chicks. Right. Maybe we'll get them in another movie of their own or that uh, plot line can be opened up sure. more. I think she was awesome, and if they want to do more of that, I'm totally down with it. Um, so, She's, she takes him to the Grandmaster, and uh, the Grandmaster forces Thor into being a gladiator. And uh, they have a funny scene with where they cut off Thor's hair, and Stan Lee <laughs> is the guy cutting his hair with all this weird mm-hmm. contraption. And American Treasure Stan Lee, I should say. Yeah. And uh, that was all see. funny, too. Then we have the big scene of the gladiator match. Uh, this was one of the funnest scenes of the year. Yeah. One of the best scenes of the year. And um, what did you guys think of it? Did it live up to your hype? I mean, they tease it a lot in the trailer. Yeah. No, yeah, it was great. Was it a great fight or was it no, just a funny moment? It's, just, it's a perfect action scene for that type of movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the right amount of stakes. It's funny while still being thrilling. It was good, right? It'd be weird if the, the big moment in this was like, Right. Yeah. If they tore a hole in the they universe. Call it the yeah. contest of champions, right. which is which is they're both of their moms are named Martha, and it's just it's <laughs> really weird. Which yeah. is, uh, contest of champions is a Marvel term that's been used before, in I think a comic series of its own. So that didn't come out of nowhere. And sure. That's also a little Easter egg uh, there. And then Thor ends up facing his old friend foe, the Hulk, the Hulk who's been hiding out on Sakar. 
um, as the Hulk for the past two years. Mm-hmm. And I loved how also in the audience, they, everyone had Hulk gear. <laughs> yeah. The Hulk costumes. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. Hulk fun Hulk things. That was good. Um, we got Korg. Korg was great. Korg was awesome. Was strong. Yeah, it was very Fly to the Concords. Yeah, I loved it. I, that's what I thought it was. I did was, too. Yeah, I thought it was the uh, Mary present that <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, but it's actually Taika Waititi uh-huh. uh, yeah. actually does the voice. Yeah, for that I leaned over to Jason who was seeing the movie with me and was like, "Is that Brett or is it the other guy whose name I can't ever remember? The one who's not Brett Jermaine? or Jermaine? Uh It's um, uh, gosh, what is his name? Uh, say it's like Murray or something. No, like that's that. Murray on the show. Yeah, Murray on the show. Yeah. It's Murray on the show. I'm trying to think what his real name is. His name. I thought I thought it was one of those. I thought it was him yeah. or Brett, but uh, turned out it was all these other people. Sound the same. That was fantastic. It was really funny. Yeah, that that character was the K two S O of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, I thought provided a lot of comic relief, mm-hmm. even though they're, each character kind of in the movie has their own sure moments. That was the, it felt necessary That's for that character beer. So that was funny. There were a lot of good moments there, and. Um, so they had a big battle and then the reveal of how did Hulk get there was the Quinjet uh, brought from Hulk crash landing supposedly or something like mm-hmm. that on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then we got all those uh, um, memories of Black Widow and some sentimentality between Hulk and what he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And he, re- he finds out he's been the Hulk for two years two years yeah and then we get ruffalo um yeah i liked it i think i liked it better when ruffalo was in the movie than when it was hulk and thor i think i like ruffalo and thor it was interesting to see him be funny because even yeah he's not he's not really funny and then he does that thing where he lunges at thor and but then he's handcuffed yeah yeah he's like what (laughs) Thor's like always be the smartest guy guy in the room room. yeah (laughs) so that part was cool Unless uh, you're in the room with Morgan Freeman, but one of the movies, not the other. <laughs> <laughs> Still the stupidest part of that series. <laughs> no, I don't know, dude. There's so, so many. Ridiculous. Hold on. So ridiculous. I'm in prison. <laughs> my prison lobster. <laughs> because I'm very smart. Um, what do we think about bringing Loki back into the fold, though? Because that's a character they can't seem to let go of. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it this time around, and I didn't. I honestly didn't think I would, because I am tired of Loki. And the flip flopping and yeah. the back and forth, but this one, you know, he never, he never really flip flopped until the end, and right. I liked that. Like even when he was on Thor's side throughout, up until the last, you know, fifteen minutes or whatever, you knew that it was a ruse, and they played on that because even Thor knew that it was a ruse, mm-hmm. and so I liked that. I thought that that was a better use of him than we've we've gotten to this point like clearly tom hiddleston enjoys playing that character at some point we got to make sure he's either a good guy or a bad guy because i don't want to keep i don't want to keep resetting every single time yeah uh so what's what ends up happening is long story short uh asgard gets destroyed yeah um i guess that's what we can say here um thor and loki escape and really they have to decide where they're going to go to next and they decide to go to earth and that's when movie ends boom directed by taika <laughs> and uh thor regonk really surprised me um 
there's far too many jokes for me to name here. <laughs> um, we are in spoilers now. I have spoiled the movie, but there's spoiler stuff coming up now. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please don't listen past this point. Um, the moment that made me laugh the most was uh, right near the end of the movie when um, they're trying to stop the giant dog, I guess it is, from running down the Bifrost Bridge and destroying everybody who's trying to escape Asgard. And uh, Ruffalo jumps out of the plane and then just flops down onto the Bifrost Bridge like he think he's going to transform into the Hulk. And then he just like flies down there and uh and totally ragdolls it onto the bifrost <laughs> bridge i i burst out yeah it was really i totally funny. expected that total cliche i mean he does it in um uh the incredible hulk the the, the edward norton one he actually falls out of the plane and, mm-hmm. and turns into the hulk like on his way down yep. thought that was going to happen and uh ended in, or similar to i guess the avengers where he's you know, he turns around and he's like, that's my secret. Yeah. I'm always, always angry. angry. And he turns into the Hulk and smashes it. That's just like in that movie. If he's like, I'm always angry. And then the Chitari ship just runs him over. Yeah. Like, that would be funny. But you don't expect it. So I, right. I, I thought this was a great way to flip what you've come to expect from right. Marvel movies. All those tropes and moments. Yeah. These heroic moments towards the end of these movies and just said, screw it. Let's have let's have a great time with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, just, it's they did that in the Avengers too, and Hulk picks up Loki and he's just like, boom, boom, boom. yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that here too, and he calls back to that in the movie too. That happens, and he says, "What does he say?" It happens to Thor uh, by the Hulk and Loki. Oh like, yeah, yeah, must, yeah. Uh, I know how it feels, or something. Right, like that. right. Uh, while they're watching the Gladiator match mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the Grandmaster, so. That was a funny moment to me. What was y'all's favorite moment of the movie? What was the best scene? What what's something that kind of stuck out to you? I've I've got some Easter eggs that I can mention here yeah. as we wrap things up, but uh, I want to get y'all's thoughts on that too. Nothing that we haven't really talked about. Yeah. It's just kind of overall it's just it was just a joy. I, I'm excited too. I saw this one alone and it may be the rare movie I see twice. Yeah. Sarah yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah. It's uh super such a fun time. I don't mind uh going mm-hmm. through it again. I thought Goldblum stuff was probably yeah, the it's all Goldblum. like it, the whole like introduction to the grandmaster and his his whole bit was uh <laughs> his pronunciation of Asgard was pretty funny and his like little sly yes. look to the camera was pretty great. I mean, this was, there were some so adult good, jokes man. in this too. Oh yeah, big time. They were talking about an orgy at one point yeah. or something. I was like, I'm what saying. is Marvel? What is Disney? <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> What do they say? The ship was used for that. They said, "Don't touch anything." <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. was good. Um, so, uh, another Easter egg I had was Odin's vault. There are some uh, the, the uh, Tesseract is in there. Right. One of the Infinity Gauntlets is yeah, in there, which she says is stuff. fake and pushes over. That right. was pretty funny. That was a little inside joke. I like I how they how they poked fun at themselves for kind of the mistakes that they've made in Marvel. Like I spent a lot of time looking for some dumb infinity stones that i <laughs> right. never found you know like yeah. they're calling themselves out on kind of dropping the ball on a lot of the plot lines too and they mention natalie portman's character in passing like she's right. she's done or yeah. like let's like, not talk about that yeah anymore. yeah yeah we're not talking about that anymore yeah something like that that was good i love the meta stuff there too uh-huh. um so there's a moment at the beginning when he's hanging on the chain where he reaches out his hand and waits for mjolnir to kind of fly to him and that's a similar moment in the Avengers where he does the exact same thing. Um, and then we have a moment here where Loki does the kneel or is begging people to kneel. And that's a 
callback to the Avengers yep. too. Um, when he breaks in the museum, does all that. Uh, of course, we know Doctor Strange is here, and uh, the Consciousness of Champions was my other Easter egg that yeah. I already mentioned. So, of course, this lends us to where do we go from here? And that is the Infinity War. And where do we go from there? Finally. Who knows? Finally. We have an Ant-Man movie coming, I think, that Next they're working year. on now. Yeah. Next but, summer. Ant-Man and the Wasp is what it's uh-huh. called. Black Panther in February. And then we have Black Panther. Yeah. Gosh, that, that, that looks Panther. great. Black it's so good. Awesome. Can we stop with the villain who's just the uh, hero in reverse? <laughs> like, that's How what Michael B. Jordan Michael B. Jordan. Villain is just the, the Black Panther in a different color. Like that happened in Iron Man. Michael B. Jordan. I'm there. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> there for it. What's gonna be sad though, Brian, is that it's gonna be a one off. And but more, that, that just means he can put everything into that. That means we're not gonna have Michael B. Jordan going forward. Like we'll what see? if Michael B. Jordan was the we'll Black Panther? See? I would like that. I would like those two things reversed, because as good as Chadwick Bozeman is, Michael B. Jordan is better. But you know, we'll take Fantastic. what we can get. It'd be fun to see him play play bad too. And okay. you've got the Fantastic Four. Sequel. Right, obviously. Those that he's got to stay eight available movies. for. Yeah. It's the, 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 yeah. The cinematic universe. Fan eight stick. <laughs> this is definitely one of the more uh, rewatchable, Brian, you mentioned it, um, Marvel movies. And I guess Marvel hit it, hit it out of the park the this Trank- year with, with Guardians 2 and this. Spider-Man 2, man. And this Spider-Man. Is, it's a strong this, year. This when, is Guardians actually, is the, yeah. when Guardians 2 is the worst of your movies in yeah. the year, that's a pretty good year you've had. Yeah. I wonder if this would have done better in summer. I don't know, man. I think it, for whatever reason, I don't know. It, I think it, for usually with blockbusters this big, I feel like it could, it could do better. Uh, and Spider-Man's summer. more of a fall thing because I feel of like the, this because fits in fall school better. and high school and all that yeah. stuff. I feel like, I don't know, something about Thor seems wintry. I don't know. He just looks <laughs> Scandinavian or something, but yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it did. I would imagine that whether they released it in November or uh, July 4th weekend, they would be saying, it'd be great if this made $120 million mm-hmm. opening weekend. So I think you're thinking of uh, Reese Darby, by the way. You're thinking Reese Darby. I knew it was a oh. Reese. On uh, the Concords. There it is. Nice. Mary? Present? Jemaine? Jemaine? Present? <laughs> Brit? Um, okay. So we're going to go to grades Don't for Thor Ragonk. And I got to give this an A. Yeah. It might be an A+, plus, honestly, mm, because know. of how much I laughed. Yeah. This would have been an A if it was just everything minus all the good jokes. Yeah. Like, if the jokes sure. hadn't landed, and I'm like, yeah, I see where they're going for, but I... Yeah. Not my style, but like, it actually wanna, made me laugh. I want to watch this in an empty room because it's mm-hmm. like sure, laughing sure, can sure. be so contagious. I want to make sure it was actually as funny as I remember it before I go A plus. So it's sure. like a tentative A, but I could move it up to an A plus too. And there are always jokes you forget about. That's totally, why totally. I would I would have wanted to see it a second time same, too. Same here. Yeah, I'm A as well. I think I I, I hesitate always hesitate to take a movie like this, this kind of blockbuster comic uh-huh. bookie, that kind of movie, and say A plus because that kind of automatically means this is a top five movie of the year. Because I don't, I rarely give out more than three A pluses a year, four, you know, something like that. So, but it, this was, I think it's instantly a top three Marvel yeah, movie, maybe better. And, yeah. Um, and that's that's saying something because I really, you know, I really like this this universe. But this is off the charts funny for me, and um, and I just, I mean, I I'm just super impressed with the 
reinvention on the fly, kind of, of multiple characters. Yep. I mean, he got a haircut, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Richard? Yeah, a, a, I could bump it up to an A+, plus if I watch it, the jokes land, mm-hmm. as well, just by myself, as, uh, you know, as they did at the theater. I was laughing, but I've watched things after the fact, and you're like, oh, this was only kind of funny, but when you're in the theater, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, three A's from us. Um, go see Thor Regonk, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when we talk about more Marvel in the future. But until then, let's uh, move on and hit a recommend. Boom. Weekly recommends. All right, Richard, you got a recommend for us. I do have a recommend. Week. A good simple for you documentary just went up on HBO this week on the History of Rolling Stone magazine. Mm. Two parts, hour and a half each. It's awesome with everything you would want it to be. Lots of yawn stories. And all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, this is a magazine that's not relevant really anymore at all. Has it really aged well? Well, maybe it's aged too well. <laughs> too well, yeah. One could argue, but uh, at a at a certain point, was as every bit as important American institution as something like Saturday Night Live or something like that. So uh, it's a really interesting story. Um, and I'm a nerd for anything about any magazine ever. I'm a huge magazine a file, and uh, so I can. I can uh, I can lock down anything like that, but uh, so yeah, uh, we, I think it's just called like Rolling Stone through the years. It's got a real simple title, but it's a really good doc. So I yeah, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I was researching for these episodes, but um, it's on the list, and I'm excited to, to dive into it. Yep. I, There's only about seven minutes, Kent, on Forever the Sick Kid. Hmm. Wow, it's like twenty. Our cover, our cover is one of the more controversial. <laughs> yeah. ones. I mean, uh, I, I spread my entire butt apart for that. Yeah, um, and and people said they did didn't the old see- celery trick yeah. on Rolling Stone. <laughs> you did the old celery trick, and see, it's counterintuitive because you want to put it the skinny end first. And I see so what you actually, do. yeah, slides right <laughs> out. Slides right out. Um, I, yeah, no, I think I understand where you were going for with the military yeah. costumes, but yeah. like. It you should have done some research on what yeah. what uniforms those You're were. Right. Yeah, we didn't know yeah. that they were would have been great. <laughs> military. <laughs> would have been great if that issue didn't come out on Veterans Day. That's it was. Right. It made it even worse. Yeah, but you know, well, look, art's controversial. Yeah, right? exactly. You got to push the boundaries. It was art. Uh, they actually had a uh, exhibit. I will. I, I visited the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the first time when I was in Cleveland. Awesome. Cleveland um, for the. Football Hall of Fame ceremony. You just went for the Hall of Notes section, right? <laughs> and um, they had a section, an exhibit there on Rolling Stone mm-hmm. and um, some of the iconic stories and things from it and uh, made me really want to see a documentary on it. And I'm excited to see it. I love Rolling Stone. I subscribed for years. I've right got a bunch of them. I think still, they're ones you want to keep, you know. It's impossible to, to cancel, too. Yeah. Just yeah. keeps coming for years. Yeah, that's it? why. Yeah, I, I, I think I subscribed one year, and then for like seven years, it's I just hard kept to believe they it's a weird business model. <laughs> it's weird. It is. Oh, you bought one of these? Well, how'd you like to have thirty six? <laughs> I, I guess I. You know, I'm excited to 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 do that to dive into it. So I will do that. Cool. Good recommend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend a TV show. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. The Twilight Zone, the original series. Yeah. Um, a couple of episodes I can recommend to you specifically. No, uh, one I watched was called "And When the Sky Was Opened." That's season one, episode number eleven. That was super strong. Um, I watched one called "To Serve Man," 
trying to think what season that one was in, but that one has That's that one's kind of known for like the the craziest twist. Yes, at the end you're just like whoa, and of course the uh, murder at thirty thousand feet with William There's Shatner. Something on the wing. Um, that that was actually one of the first ones I'd watched. Yeah, and I didn't know he was in it, and I didn't know it was a famous one. I was like, oh, pick a random one, and yeah. that was the one. I was like, is that Shatner? And then I. When he did the uh, handsome young There's something Shatter. on the wing, I was like, "That's what Ace Ventura was doing yeah. in that bit." I didn't understand <laughs> it for so long. It all connects. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a really good app. I mean, these, there's some very good TV. I had there. a college roommate that had a uh, the box sets of nice. Twilight Zone, so that was on constantly in our dorm for about a year. So I've seen, I bet I've seen every Twilight Zone. Right. It's like a weird thing of mine that I love. I yeah. love Twilight Zone. That's like it holds up really well. Peak too. horror. That's the kind of horror mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, same here. It's, a, it's done a little bit better than even Alfred Hitchcock presents or one I of those agree. types of shows. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I totally, I think it totally, totally has. Okay. It's well, season three episode. Now, episode exclusively tales for the crypt is why <laughs> just the crypt keeper, just inter- the crypt, just, just the segments of the crypt keeper introducing the segments. Is all, you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Funny, funny story. One of my old jobs, we rented this office space and, uh, Let's just say the landlord, lovely woman, uh, she had a great resemblance to the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and I could never, once one of my coworkers point, pointed that out, I could never unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> the Crypt Keeper was, he had a weird run. He was kind of like Alf. <laughs> he was like, we treated him. Second Alf reference of this episode. <laughs> it was a weird time where, I guess we do it with the Muppets still, but we treated we just treat them as if they're real celebrities, which right. I like. That's uh-huh. my favorite kind yeah, of show. This shows up in other parts of pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not the guy that plays him. It's just yeah. him. And he, yeah. you pick anybody know that guy's name. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that it was Dennis Miller. <laughs> Remember he's in the movie, like Bordello of blood. Yes. <laughs> cool casting. Yes. Okay. Babe. So good. Um, so it's season three, episode 24 is to serve man. So I guess okay. if I want to be, more specific with, with my recommend, that's what I'll recommend. Awesome. Uh, Brian? I'm going to recommend a book that I listened to on the old Audible. Side recommend, Audible. Um, I haven't heard of it. It's pretty great. You would like it. You like books. You should try out Audible. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, over... I can tell you my stats on Audible. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure it's... Yeah, continue. Millions like of hours. 400 books. It's yeah. unbelievable um, the hours I've spent. It's really pathetic. So this book is called Petty, the biography oh, yeah. by Warren Zanes. Um, and it is what it sounds like. It's an semi-autobiography, autobiography, semi-not um, on Tom Petty. And uh, the guy who wrote it is a, is a former musician who is in a band. Now I've forgotten the name of the band, but they toured with Petty and the Heartbreakers at some point. And kind of became friends, and then um, when when Tom Petty was all not necessarily reclusive, but he was pretty mm-hmm. uh, guarded. But to hang his... out with Gary Shandling in his studio, <laughs> right? Uh, he was pretty guarded in his uh, interviews and stuff. But he he called this guy and basically said, "I'm I'm ready to talk. Would you be willing to write my my uh, autobiography?" Essentially, and uh, it's real heavy focus on um, his like childhood up through the mid eighties and then the last on audible, like the last maybe 70 minutes is the the last 25 years of his career, which Uh is kind of interesting that he focused that way. Um, but it's really well written and it was, I'm, I'm not a huge Tom Petty and the heartbreakers guy. It's I'm there to me. We're kind of like a greatest hits band. It's like 
you know, I probably know 25 songs, but I don't know any mm-hmm. of the, the B sides or the deep cuts or anything like that. I know can't, he's one of your, uh, they're one yeah. of your favorite bands. And so, so it may be one of those where if you are a big Tom Petty guy, you just like, I already know all this stuff and there's no new information yeah. in there. Um, or it, it may not, I've had that experience with like, uh, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, um, autobiographies and books and stuff. There's some that you read and you're like, I knew all of that. That was not helpful at all, you know? And then some are like, man, that really gave me some new insight. So, so how far are you into it? Are you, Uh, has he made the heartbreak? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, man, it's, it's really good. Ken, I think you would, how long is it? Is it about 14 hours long? Oh, I don't know. So I don't know how long the pages. Yeah. There's a lot on petty. Um, I have seen that like four hour uh-huh. running down the a dream doctor Peter that, that they did. Down, back yeah, down, bitch. that's good. Um, I would just suggest listen to his records. Yeah, I mean, totally. Sure. He's, he, he did a lot of really interesting stuff with mud crutch too mm-hmm. along the line. He, I think the last record he actually released was a mud crutch record. Sure. Yeah. And, um, it's weird how full circle his career mm-hmm. was. And I, I actually, I saw him on the 40 year tour that he right. did this past summer. I saw him probably in July or June and he just passed this, you know, a couple months ago. Or last month, but uh, that's somebody that I really want to look more into on his life. And I, I act like I know a lot. I, I know a lot of his music, but sure. I certainly don't know Tom Petty the man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to kind of know. And I think it, he kind of wanted it that way. That's just yeah. how he was. But this is, I don't know. You can tell when it's not just that. Like, I don't. Know, I've read a lot of rock biographies over the years, mm-hmm. and you can tell when the artist trusts the person who's writing the book. And um, this was one. This is one of those, I think. You can definitely tell Good. that there's a relationship. It's very, it's very personal. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's just it's a little. He he's not. Um, there's not a lot. Of, first of all, there's a lot of background interviews. It's not just like Tom Petty speaking to this guy, you know, which gets old sometimes. Like it's you want background information and you want um, opposing opinions and and people remembering things differently and stuff like that. That's just, I think that's that makes the story better um, right. and more interesting. Um, but yeah, you can, I think you can tell when there's a relationship there and, and it, so anyway, it's really good. Cool. It's a really good book. Right on. My stats, by the way, total listening over, I've had audible for almost 10 years <laughs> of my life. One month, 10 days, 23 hours and 37 minutes. <laughs> wow. That's this, impressive. It's pretty pathetic. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been awesome. Um, Thor yeah. Regonk was Regonk. good and, uh, shout out to the people. From earlier we really appreciate you for being here ryan where can we find you online you can find me on the twitter at bgill 12 you can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the madaboutmovies podcast newsletter richard where can we find you you can find me on the twitter the facebook or anything really at richard barden madaboutmoviespodcast.com or the madaboutmoviespodcast newsletter kent where can i find you you can find me on the twitter at Kent Garrison, KentGarrison.com, Instagram, Snap, do it all. And um, find us online, MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com. Hit subscribe on iTunes, leave us five stars. Send us some feedback, at MadAboutMovies on Twitter. And until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. Maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs 
scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The silence is scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 